Mix104.9.com.au for all the latest news and information now. 360 with Katie Wolf. Everyone is listening. Mix 104.9, 100% NT. And we have been discussing the changes uh, out at the uh, Centre for National Resilience. And joining us on the line right now from the AMA, the Australian Medical Association's Northern Territory branch, Dr Robert Parker. Good morning, Dr Parker. Morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your time this morning and thanks for uh, for staying on hold for us. Uh, Doctor, obviously we know that uh, this announcement about the National Critical Care and Trauma Response Centre no longer managing uh, the, the international arrivals as we see the increase of repatriated Aussies, um, well, from May, I believe, this year. Are you concerned about the fact that it seems as though the model is going to be changing? Yeah, I suppose I have got concerns, Katie. I mean... The National Trauma Centre has actually set up a very high standard of management and obviously they keep potentially low-risk populations, which are the Australian people, away from the high-risk populations. I'm, I mean, I presume they'll pass on their training and there'll be trainers within the new staffing, but mixing high-risk and low-risk, even with the vaccine, I think is potentially problematic. Yeah, that's the concern that I, you know, I'd sort of tried to raise a bit earlier with the health minister, and she did say that, you know, they are going to be training the new staff that come on board. But then we're also talking about 400 additional staff in various different roles. Um, It's going to be, you know, a lot of training to begin with, but it's also going to be quite difficult, I would suspect, to recruit that volume of staff. Well, that's correct. Um, The... The problem, like the, the NT government recruitment process are incredibly cumbersome. I mean, we've currently got 19 vacancies of mental health nurses. And the problem is, if you go through award processes and recruitment, quite often by the time you've gone to all the regulation recruitment issues, the staff have gone somewhere else and it's tired of waiting to be given the go-ahead. So there's that process. And then you potentially, if you can't recruit people through award processes, then you've actually got to um, do it through locum processes where you've been paid a a very high hourly rate. And that may actually attract a number of staff away from the regular health system because they're getting a better deal at the um, with the quarantine centre. Are we setting ourselves up to, to fail here, Dr Parker? Well, again, we've got a very limited number of local staff and there are already significant shortages uh, in health services around Australia, particularly nursing. So be, be, having this view that we're going to be able to attract a whole bunch of people potentially four or 500 staff to the, um, to the quarantine facility, I think is uh, quite heroic or optimistic is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I know that, uh, you know, I'd said to the Minister, realistically, if we're trying to attract staff here now for the Centre for National Resilience, but we're changing the way in which it's being run, um, my understanding from health professionals that I've spoken to is that it's really very attractive to work for the National Critical Care and Trauma Response Centre because you're able to gain skills that maybe you wouldn't gain, you know, working in a hospital somewhere else um, and I just wonder whether it's you know whether we're sort of by changing that management not only is it going to see potentially an increased risk but it's also going to make it a bit harder to recruit people here because really what makes that centre much difference from working at a Medi hotel? Exactly I can't really see that apart from the money well, this is a really significant attraction benefit you know in terms of wages uh, accommodation whatever whatever so people can earn a whole bunch of money really quickly, I can't really see what the attraction is. Mm. 
Dr Parker, do you think that this could potentially also have an impact on our hospitals, given the fact that, you know, the Minister has said that there may be some staff who choose to do a stint at the Centre for National Resilience that are, you know, full-time based at the Royal Darwin Hospital, for example. Could it have an impact more broadly on, you know, on our other facilities? Well, I think so, potentially. As I said, we've got, in mental health at the moment, we've got 19 unfilled nursing, mental health nursing positions. You know, so we've already significantly understaffed in that area. I'm not sure about the rest of the hospital, but potentially if staff are getting much better pay uh, for less work, less shifts, less hours, why not grab the money and, and run? Well, Dr Robert Parker, I always appreciate your time. It certainly sounds as though we have got some concerns in this space. I hope that, uh, that you know, that it does go much more smoothly than, than what, it, you know, what potentially it could. Um, but, yeah, I just it does seem to be that we're really um, expecting a lot and I'm just not sure whether we're going to be able to get there by May. Well, the other concern, Katie, is, you know, obviously the mixing the two populations. Currently, I mean, we've got relatively low-risk Australian populations. We've mm. got potentially high-risk overseas populations. And even with the, with the uh, vaccine, I'm, I've still got concerns about mixing those two in a quarantine situation. Yeah, I had wondered that because I went through the numbers a little bit earlier. We've had 67 positive COVID-19 cases have been reported from those international repatriations. So there's no doubt that the international repatriations are bringing a greater risk. And like you said then, you know, uh, I guess um, you just I just worry that with the changing of the way in which it's all being managed, that it's going to put the territory more broadly at a greater risk. That would be my concern too, Katie. Well, Dr. Robert Parker, it's always good to speak to you. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. That's the AMA president for here in the Northern Territory, Dr. Robert Parker.